Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. So here we are, Mr. Hayden Rolfe. For the first episode on the podcast, the One Guy Show. Um, I mean, I'm excited. I don't know about you, mate. It's a it's a pleasure to finally be able to do this. Like, it's one of those things that I. So for me personally, I have listened to podcasts like religiously every single day for about the last three years, and it's one of those things that I've thought about doing for ages and yeah. always wanted to implement, but. I always thought it was just going to be one of those thoughts that never really like transitioned into actually anything. And to be here and have all this set up and to be able to do it is is uh, bizarre. So yeah, yeah, here we go. I think you know, we must have been speaking about this for quite a while. You know, we literally must have said like we'll do a podcast. You know, we we've, we've got other platforms. Like I think a podcast is great. You know, some people aren't all on social media. Some people like to listen to podcasts. You know, you're I'm not an avid podcast listener. Like I love reading a book and I like visually watching uh, YouTube. So those of you that are watching us on YouTube, this is going to be kind of the YouTube will be the unedited stuff. I feel the the it it will just the be the flow, material. The free flow. <laughs> yeah, the free flow convo. Um, but for those of you that are obviously keen podcasters, you now get us in your ears once a week. I mean, I'm excited. Hayden's excited. Win win. I hope you're excited too. So. I suppose we should really kind of dig in and, and give you a bit of background. You know, a lot of you have seen us across social media. You kind of know what we're about, you know, what we're into, but you might not know, you know, the ins and outs. And I expect for most of you listening to this podcast, you might not even know that much about Mr. Hayden Rolf. And I think it's a perfect opportunity to dive into just a little bit about, you know, who are you, Hayden? You know, you are the mysterious man, uh, man behind the mask, as some call it. If you've done our five-day challenge, you'd know who he is. He's Mr. Educator inside of there. Um, so yeah, Hayden, tell us more about, you know, who you are, what got you into, what got us into it? What were your driving factors? And, you know, let's give the people, let's give the people some idea of the man behind the mask. So I I think the first thing is like, well, we, this first episode is going to, is, isn't going to be, um, hugely educational from a nutritional standpoint. It's more an insight into mine and uh, Ryan's kind of journey so exactly that you've probably seen Ryan on social media you've seen him he's kind of the face of um, the online nutritional education which is our company and I kind of do all the bits behind the scenes but I'm also very very heavily involved inside the actual academy itself I do a lot of coaching on coaching calls but from a social media standpoint, Ryan uh, is Mr. TikTok. He's the uh, Instagram <laughs> guru. So I'm just going to like, I thought it'd be a good idea for the first episode for us to just share a bit of our journey, really. So yeah, for me, it was uh, it was never a case of, you know, just being lucky and having a physique that I've always wanted. Like I was an overweight kid literally my whole life like well when I say my whole life my whole teenage um, years and uh, in into the youth and I could never really understand why and all of my friends are very very active like I've played football my whole life like I've literally played sports my whole life very very active love doing getting involved in the um, athletics and all of that at school but I was just always the overweight kid and I could never understand how lost, all my best mate right? Sorry? I said you always lost, though. In what? <laughs> Mate, I... Athletics. I, I was insanely good at throwing. Like, bizarrely. No probably, because I had, probably because I had so much weight to be able to put behind my actual uh, throw. But, yeah, yeah. no, I was, I was insane. That's, this is for a, uh, another, another story, podcast. really. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was weirdly insanely good at throwing. And I was quite a fast runner. If you ask all my... Um, friends they're always like oh uh yeah he was he was a bit he was weirdly fast I actually got coined um <laughs> uh, I always remember because 
psychologically we always get affected don't we by kind of the things that people say to us we remember it for years and years and years but if you were to ask yeah, that yeah, person like why you said that he would never ever know like he would be like did i like i don't remember that but we psychologically remember it for years and years and mm-hmm. um oh what did uh what, what was it that he um you coined the Usain Bolt of like 1995. Yeah, well, he, he's no, yeah, that was, he was like Jesus. He was like that that fat kid's, and this is what uh, my friend was standing on the side of him. He's like Jesus, that fat kid's fast. He's like a uh, he's like a rapid Milky Way kid or something like that. And it was like, what is no. what is this? What is this? Um, but anyway, so as a kid, I was always overweight, but could never really understand it. And that was the first real spark of um, interest into the nutritional world and why um, certain people are overweight, why certain people aren't, and all these kind of things. Now, it didn't really bother me too much up until like the early teenage years. And Mm -hmm. um, it really kind of, when I turned 16, that's when it was like starting to affect me the most. And Mm -hmm. pretty much because I was going into college. Now, when I was going into college, um, I wanted to play for the uh, football academy team. Now, the opportunity of this academy was like a lot of scouts would come and watch the games and stuff. So you had the potential to get scouted for all like kind of the big clubs or the youth um, system of the big clubs. And you had to go through like a three-day trial phase. Now, I managed to get in off application based upon, um, I think, kind of like the school writing a bit of my application for me, saying about um, my football skills and whatnot then. But then you actually have to go into the three-day trial. Mm-hmm. And after the first day, the coach said to me, like straight away, like after the first, so we had a training, then you had a game. And after the game, he said to me, he'd be, he was like, you would be a very good player if you lost like three or four stone. Now think about it, like if someone, like if a coach was to say that to a kid now, like it's very, very different to then it was like um, 13 years ago. Mm. I'm trying to do the math there and work out if I've got that right. <laughs> but so, like 12 or 13 years ago, like it's very, yeah. very different. Like it was, um, it was like grew honesty back then. And it wasn't kind of like, there was kind of two paths that I could have taken it. I could have been like down in the dumps about it, or I could have done something about it. And I had the kind of personality where I was like, right, I really, really want to at this time at the age of 16, I still have in my head that I'm going to become a professional footballer. So I'm like, right, I'm going to do something about this. So what is the first thing someone does when they want to lose weight? Well, they go into Google and type in, how do you lose weight? And as soon as you type in Google, how do you lose weight? You see a load of things that you shouldn't be doing cut out this, cut out carbs, uh, basically start running math and every single day. Like yeah. all of these like <laughs> unsustainable tools that we know about now. But back then as a kid, like I was looking at magazines, I was going um, onto Google and searching these things and everything was all about like reduce, 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 cut back, cut back. So do you remember the days of men's health? Men's, men's health, health is, magazines. <laughs> oh, mate, men's health is still, they're still banging around, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and women's health, um, women's health, yeah. I think they're, they're still, like, prime things of that, you know, you want to get in shape? I remember when I first, like, buy men's health. That'll give you everything you need to know. You know, six-pack abs in six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when, um, when I first started to... Um, looking to exercise a little bit more like he was very 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 new on the block like this up-and-coming guy and it was um in the insanity workout that was like the first real bit of um kind of like my insight into the hit world of high intensity and stuff like that anyway so i i obviously went on google went in magazines and was finding the best way to lose weight and i don't blame my um, mum at all for this but obviously so she's come from a dieting culture as well of being like you know you've got to cut you've got to cut um, carbs you've got to cut fats um, and that is the easy way to reduce your calories logically it makes sense fat being the highest um, like calorie macronutrient cut like yeah eliminate uh, fats you eliminate a lot of calories so it was kind of like crackers like crackers and sliced ham like that was what 
<laughs> I was kind of told to eat or I thought I had to eat. So I'd eat an awful lot of that. And between the age of from 16 to 17, I dropped a load of weight, like really, really quick and unsustainable as well. But here's the thing. So when every six months they open up the trials again, so I had pretty much lost two to three stone in that six months, went for the trials again, but I performed literally must have been like 40 to 50% worse because I had no energy. Like I wasn't fueling my body properly. I was like proper, um, um, what's the right word for it? Like, I guess I just didn't have any like real vital like minerals and vitamins in my system or anything like that. I was so deficient in everything because all I was pretty much eating was just crackers and like um, ham. Like there was no uh, insight into protein or even calorie control. So that had the second spark of my interest into nutrition. And I was like, I was just told by this coach that if I lost three stone, I'd be an incredible player. But I'm worse than when I originally came to the trials. And again, it started to get into um, my head. And I wanted to find out a little bit of knowledge about uh, the nutrition and you know how it can really impact your, your life and stuff like that. But again, it was one of those things, like I said about the podcast, you know, I had an interest in it, but I never really pursued it too much. At college, I was doing sports and exercise science. So it wasn't too, there was very, very, very little detail on nutrition. It was all very much like, um, like biomechanics of the body and how you move and stuff like that. So now I'm turning 18 and alcohol is getting dropped into the equation. and. Um, it's a very, very social time when you first turn uh, between the age of like 17 and 18 when you've got a bit more independence and stuff. So I'm now just fueling on top of not having any real understanding into nutrition and stuff. So I'm trying to still eat very, very little to maintain my um, weight loss. I'm then now every single Friday and Saturday, maybe Monday night as well, like Monday, Friday and Saturday, they were like the social times um, when you're 18 for like the pound drinks and stuff like that. But I'm just absolutely, I think I actually remember seeing you in your few of the clubs, right? <laughs> in, uh, in Oceana. Pound, Matt, those days were dangerous when you were 18. It was the VKs. Oh God, like it was a pound party and you used to pay pound and you'd have about five and you'd feel so ill after five because of just like, they were just full of like sugar Gas, and sweetness. You? you could like, you knew you'd been to a pound party if you woke up and you had like furry teeth because you woke <laughs> up with just this like horrible mouth where you drunk in these like sugary alcopops. And you know what? That is literally when my my weight started to rebound is when we started go out and drinking alcohol because the amount of calories that I would just nail every weekend. And I remembered my like I remember when I first turned 18, and I think within six months, like my shirts and stuff started to not fit. And I was like, oh, this is a bit different. Now, what's this? Yeah. So, so obviously, we're now. Um, I'm just over overloading on the alcohol, and believe it or not, like I then regain like all my weight, if not more. And again, like that's the like the third trigger for me to really start to want to know a little bit more about nutrition. So I had the opportunity, like this is me going really in depth here, but I had the opportunity to go and do a season with a friend in Ayanapa. And I was on the edge of, my parents really pushed me to do this personal training qualification because we, my um, course tutor at the time at college sat me down and I did my work placement in a gym. And the gym said, look, you've got a, if you want to go down the personal training route, there's a full-time job for you here after. So we inquired about, um, with the help of my tutor, about local um, level three personal training qualifications. But back then, it was a 14-week intensive, like every single day. Now you can go and do them in like two weeks or something ridiculous like that. But Bonkers. It, oh, it's crazy. But so I was, I put the deposit down and I was about three weeks from going and doing the course. And then I actually had come back from holiday from Ayanapa and my friend just decided like, do you know what? I'm doing a season out here. So he went into a bar, inquired, got a job and he came back with us, but then was flying back a week later. And he was telling me all about like the emails that he received and everything like this, like basically how fun it looked. And he was like, Hayden, like this is once in a lifetime, like let's go and do this. 
And I was like, oh no, you know what? I've just put myself in this course. And he was like, you've just put a deposit down. Like you can go do it next year. So obviously I'm now starting to sway more towards going to um, Ayanapa. And he had already got his flights booked. And I remember saying to my mum, I was like, right, I think I'm going to go and do this Ayanapa. And like the look in her face was like, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. Like, I need to go and do this personal training course. And she gave the other spin and she was like, look, you can like go do this. And then if you decide after completing the course that you want to go do a season or something, like go and do a season. So I decided, I said to my friend, like, look, right now probably isn't the, uh, the best time for me to do this. I've just put this deposit down. Like I've got a potential job lined up here. And that was kind of one of the biggest things as well. I like, was was one of the factors to making that decision because I did have a job there, but if I went and did the INAPA yeah. season, I didn't have a job. So yeah. I went and did the personal training. And uh, again, like for anyone that knows about, uh, for any personal trainers listening, that it's, it's not really an in-depth course, like especially from a nutrition standpoint, you don't get taught an awful lot. Get taught like, again, how to coach um, your clients but there's not an awful lot around like nutrition um, specifics for for your individual clients. Like, like food, it's very generalized. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very very generalized, and it's like even actually, I think I have the manual still somewhere. And even in the manual, it, it even says in there like, if you want your client to lose weight, cut carbohydrates. Like this is how basic <laughs> like this manual is, and this is like it's a worldwide. Um, Reckon, I don't even know if they, I'm sure they've updated it by now. Like, again, like yeah, 13 years later, whatever it is. Because you now do like a, you can now sign up for like different types. So I know when I did mine, mine was like a diploma, but it come with like level three nutritional advice qualification with it. Whereas you could just do like the basic, like normal one that comes with a PT, or you can do like an additional level three adjacent to it, if that makes sense. So, but still now listen yeah. to it. Like, some of it was basic and then other things like, you know, it, you might be surprised with this, but I remember that it taught me about certain vitamins, vitamins being excreted in the urine and the urine, urine, but that's quite in depth for a little personal trainers course. So I think it also depends on like who you do it with, with regards to how it sets you up and things like that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so. Pineapple didn't happen. Yeah, so INAPA didn't happen. I did the qualification, um, was working in the gym and kind of was doing that for a few years. Now, I'm not going to go too much into depth about this at this very phase because this is the sole reason over the next kind of like four to five years why I got into the nutrition industry. So I'm not going to go into much depth now about what happened during the um, kind of like the personal training route because we'll mm -hmm. we'll talk about that after your story and stuff like that and and kind of we're going to answer one of the the questions that we get asked the most of why do you work with females only and yeah. that's kind of in the answer there but after that I, it got to 2014 and I was work, working with um some other dude in the gym and we actually decided to open up our own gym so I'm at the time 22, 22, 21, 21, 22. So we open up this gym, but I opened up a gym and I can raise my hands and say it now. Like I opened up the gym for all the wrong reasons. I opened up a gym because. Hold on, can title. we pause there? That's a pretty impressive feat. That you opened a gym up at the age of 21, 22. That, that has yeah. off. As you said yeah. that, I was like, I mean, 21, 22, I was in university studying sport, PE, and I mean, I certainly was not thinking about opening a business and embarking on a lifelong career. I was very much probably partying it down, not going to lie. Partying it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's off. Yeah, well, it's... Like I said, I, in hindsight now, looking back, like I did kind of do it for the wrong reasons. I think, do you know what, how it, it's quite a funny story how it actually came about. So we, 
we were working the shift together and we are doing the evening. So in the evening shift, you do the cashing up at the end. Now, on this particular day, these, this was the busiest day of the week for the clubhouse. They had like kids swim on. They had all these other um, events going on. And it was in like the height of the summer as well. And we were cashing up at the end. And we thought we were like, oh, my God, like this company has literally made like X amount today. We can do this. Like, there's no way that we that we can't do this. Like, this is mm. this is so easy. And I was like, we can make even more money by offering more surface from personal training and stuff. So we kind of um, we got fast tracked into the process a little bit. And again, it's it's not really my story too much about it. But we got fast tracked into the process of opening the gym and opened the gym. And this is in 2013, 2014. Um, but I opened it up all for all the wrong reasons of kind of just wanting the title of saying, yeah, I own a gym. And when very, very quickly, six months to a year into the process of running the gym, I realized that this really wasn't what I wanted to do. Like, it made me quickly realize why I got into the industry originally because I enjoyed helping people. But I pretty much became a glorified cleaner. Like, that's what I was, like, with your gym. And I was, like like Ryan said, I was a 21-year-old kid, and I'm still wanting to party. Like, I still like partying now. Like, I was still looking <laughs> to party back then. And you, all of a sudden, if one of your staff members goes down ill or can't make it, and you'll be surprised at actually how often that happens um, when you're running a gym. You've got to be there to cover. So because we were a brand new gym, we, it wasn't like we had uh, hundreds of thousands of pounds to be able to just pump in to get new staff to be able to cover the shifts and stuff. Like We had to pretty much cover all the, all the shifts. And the idea originally was like, right, we'll still be personal training. We'll be bringing money into the gym. And then eventually what will happen, like we don't have to personal train as much and stuff like that. But because we were doing every single hour into sign like we were literally working from the moment it opened to six o'clock to 10 o'clock at night when it shut. And we we're doing all the cleaning and everything in between it. So it was real long days. And I could see myself starting to fall out of love with the process of helping people, of why I got into the industry in the first place. And even my clients, like my clients was like the first measure of me realizing that something had to change because they were coming to the sessions and they were like, Hayden, like you physically look exhausted. Like you look really, really drained. And, um, I was like trying to hold it together, like secretly having a meltdown inside um, because I'm just working every single hour under the sun. And they even started to notice, like I was just repeating exercises. It would be like, cool, we're going to go do um, three sets of back squats and then we'll do three sets of back squats. And I was just making it up on the spot. And my clients started to notice it more and more and more, like the longer we went down that um, path. And a very good friend of mine still, like I, I trained them as a couple, um, they're actually now married and still very good friends with them. Um, her name is Trish, Trish, if you listen to this, hello. She was the one that actually sat me down and she was like, like, you need to focus on what you want to do and what you love because she was yeah. like, you will very, very quickly fall, in love, fall out of love with the whole process and end up doing something completely different that you don't even want to do at all. So that was the moment where I was like, right, I need to take this time away. So um, I went to New Zealand with my best mate and I had took a month out from the gym and the gym knew I was taking a month out. Like I think they had saw, had seen like everything that had gone on, like my mood change and all of that. And they probably thought it was a good time for me to take a break. But I used that month away to really reflect back on my values and what I wanted to do um, moving forward. And the ultimate decision in the end was to relinquish my shares um, and start up my own nutritional company. And I went down that route a little bit. Um, and I'm going to hold fire there because we can tie this in um, a little bit in, this, in a sec, can't we, to um, our further story. But essentially, I started up my own personal nutritional 
consultancy company that was it was online but it was like a hybrid of online and face-to-face um and at this time i've known ryan for years and years and years like uh i've known ryan since i have been about like 17 18 years old mm. um we play football together and try to <laughs> we try to <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian's injured an awful lot. Yeah, but, I, um, I love it, but I just don't last long. He's like literally made out of glass. Like <laughs> I, I've never known a guy to be made out of glass like Ryan. But mm. anyway, we um, Ryan had his own company as well, and I'm sure he'll tell you about it in a second. But our values, our, our core values, just aligned perfectly, and it was actually myself that approached Ryan um, to talk about where we are now in this company and uh it just made sense and that kind of got us into where we are today but we'll we'll, mm. we'll dive into that in, in, in a sec so that's kind of my story so for anyone listening because i got a it's been a while but i got a um comment on a facebook live that i did last year and this lady said she was like it's all right for you you've probably been um in shape your whole life and it honestly couldn't be further from the truth. Like you yeah. are, you go to um, primary school, secondary school, and you ask everyone about Hayden and his body shape, and they will all kindly tell you. Well, they'll probably won't, but if I gave them the, um, if I said to them, they could be brutally honest. They would be like, he was an overweight kid. Like yeah. all my mates, they all know it. Like I, I haven't had the the path of being gifted by the genetic uh, gods. I've I've really had to work at where I'm at, am now, and it's like it's cost me a lot of money. Like we're talking like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, um, probably up near kind of like the six figure mark to be where where I am, am now with my education. And I feel it's my duty to just pay it forward and give people the education that I never really got at the start of my journey. But instead of them going over this process of trying to learn over the stretch of 14 years and even going to the depths of what I did and became a nutritionist, they can just be shown over 90 days so they can mm. fast track their process. So yeah. that's me. No, I love it. I mean, it's interesting to hear kind of like the background stories. You know, I think most people do see people nowadays, you know, they think, ah, if you're a personal trainer and nutritionist, you've always been that way. You know, there's only a handful of people that have that really understand, I think, the 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 actual struggles and everything you go through. And this is why I think we're different, is that we have, you know, you've been there probably more so on that realm than I have. And then I've fluctuated up and down from a different kind of like vary as well. So, you know, my we always say this, and I think I talk to many of our clients like. If you're, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably can pinpoint a parent that you picked up a lot of this stuff from. We both can. We both know our mums are very much, you know, Hayden all still says, it's like my mum's still asking about dieting. My mum has been the opposite. Like she's been very food aware, you know, been very conscious of food since she was younger and all these kind of things, which has then impacted the way that I saw food as a kid. You know, I didn't have many sweets, things like that, which then I think almost caused this like rebound effect. So like. I was always playing badminton, um, but I was always kind of the skinny fat kid, if that makes sense. Like my dad is is a little bit overweight. My mum wasn't because she was very much like used to be dialed in with her food, you know, very aware. We weren't allowed fizzy drinks apart from at Christmas and birthdays. And we weren't allowed to, we had to get off out. Like if I come home with sweets from the sweet shop, like my mum would be like, well, you don't need your dinner then. Like she was just very conscious with that stuff. Um, and I think got to the age of like, you know, probably like 15, 16, when you start to do a bit more about yourself and start to get a little bit interested in girls, I went twofold. At first I was like, oh, you know, I want to look a bit better. But then I also now had the freedom to do what I want. So I think for me, I then just, you know, started drinking alcohol. I started just like eating out with friends. And I remember like my weight ballooned. Like I remember when I went to America, I put on like a stone in 10 days and then I continued it from there. And I remember seeing a photo of me with a friend at a party and like, I had like a double chin, like my t-shirt was so tight. And I remember when I bought it from America, like it wasn't that tight. And I started to notice like me growing out of clothes. And then I went the opposite way. So I went to uni and I'd always been self-conscious of going to the gym. I was always really worried about going to the gym, worried about what people think of me. I think that's such a common trait I have. And 
I was like, right, uni, fresh start. No one knows me. I can go to the gym and I can get like in shape as it were. And actually I forget a really important point, which is where I, I tried to diet when I was in year eight. So I was 12 years old, 13 years old. And um, I'd started to be interested in girls a little bit. And I was like, right, I need to like, <laughs> like a couple of my, a couple of my mates like were like, had like six packs and I was like, I need one of them. Like, I need a six pack. So I used to not eat breakfast. Um, and for lunch, I would have like an apple and I'd just have my dinner. Like my mom, no one knew I was doing this. I ended up getting really skinny. And then in year eight, I got a girlfriend, like everything's going well. She dumped me because some kid had a better body than me. Those were her exact words. And everyone laughed at me and everyone was just like, yeah, you know what you're like when you're in year eight. They all laughed and said, oh, you know, she dumped you because Alan, his name was Alan. Still remember his name, don't I? Alan, I don't probably know. Alan, if you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah Alan, if you're listening, we're not <laughs> friends ever. Um, so yeah, she dumped me and she dumped me. And I remember when we went to year eight, it's when you started to get a little bit more aware, you know, it was hot, it was a camp. We were all putting our tents up and everyone was taking their tops off. And you, it was that when you noticed like girls were now looking at you. Guys were now looking at their other mates being like, oh, he's in good shape. Oh, he's not in good shape. Do you know what I mean? Like I started to very much become aware. Um, and I very much used to be careful and then kind of went, got like um put on a lot of weight kind of like 18 19 20 went to uni and then i went the other way i then lost loads of weight i cut out carbs i was taking protein shakes i we um we had a conversation about this uh actually during the time of when you were in this phase because i, I was doing exactly the same thing we were taking these like mm. thermo pills that <laughs> yes. are, like just 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 describe the thermo pills like they were Dangerous. ridiculous so yeah, so I went to uni, so I started going oh, to We've literally both been there. Yeah, trying to get like into shape. And I found these like thermo pills online. And I was like, they were like, yeah, going to shred fat fast. And I was like, cool. Mate, I was sitting in the middle of winter in a freezing cold lecture in, a, in, in shorts and a vest because I was dripping with sweat in the middle of a lecture. Like, I now know that's so bad for you. Like, it was so bad. And we used to just drop these pills that were going to like help us shred fat because I wanted to like be lean and impress girls at that age. You know, I was 20 years old at uni and it's kind of started to become more aware. And uh, like, they were like, um, sorry, they, they were like appetite suppressors no, no. as well, weren't they? Like, I always mm -hmm. remember, so you had to take these pills, like, uh, I don't know how many different ones Ryan's, uh, Ryan was taking, but like <laughs> this, this one in particular that we're talking about, like I remember like me explaining to you at the gym, again, this is going back to like when I was like 17, 18. And uh, I was explaining to you, and you said the exact name. And I was like, yes, like you've taken it as well. But you had to Animal take them first thing. And yes, that's it. Animal sex. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if they're legal anymore. But you no, had to. like 12 uh, pills in a pack. There's like, there was yeah. like 12 different shapes, sizes, colours, mate. It literally looked like I was a pharmacist in my bedroom. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> but these, um, th these pills, you had to take fasting. Like fasting. Mm. So you would take them um on it, you just read the label right and you just go off what yeah. it says and it was like after your workout first thing in the morning without eating anything and it was like an appetite suppressor but i'd i'd swallow them i'd have it with water and i physically like i would gag for the next 30 mm. minutes like i just yeah. it was horrendous and then anything that i tried to then drink or eat for the next like two hours i would just it would just come back up and i'm like at the time i was like this is awesome because i'm not eating but Obviously, then what happened was cravings would kick in, like later in the day, so I'd be absolutely ravenous. Yeah, I was like literally, um, it's almost like bulimia. Like I was like making myself sick almost because yeah. uh, it was just it was horrendous. But this yeah. is just like a quick example to show you, like myself and Ryan. Like we have tried every diet that you think about. We have been where you have been. Like we have tried all these diets. Like we have been that person that is like thought that this diet was going to be the one. We have been the ones that have, um, we've started a diet and we've said we're going to start again on Monday. Like, you name it, like, we've been through it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's it, like, those those stacks. And I remember sitting in uni, like, sweating, being like, this is not good, man. This is not good. And then I got really skinny because I was doing, like, like two football games a week, two trainings a week. I was going to the gym five times a week training. Like I was doing so much exercise. I probably needed like 5,000 calories. I'd cut out carbs. The only carbs I was eating 
was sweet potato and oats. I'd have a bowl of porridge in the morning and I'd have sweet potatoes. That was it. I was literally just eating like frozen chicken that was cheap. And I was just like lick like egg whites and all sorts. I think I read like an Arnold Schwarzenegger book and I was like, this is how I need to eat. And I would go home and this is how I went the opposite way. But I got so skinny that I'd go home and like parents, one of my mate's mums would ask me if I was okay. Like She's like, are you okay? Like, are you hungry or anything? Just she thought I had an eating disorder. She was like, you're so small now. Like you'd gone from being this like chubby, this chubby like late teens to like now this like really skinny 20, 21 year old. And everyone was like, it didn't look healthy. And my face get, as we all know, for those of you that followed us for a while, my face gets really gaunt when I lose weight. So I lose it from my face. So we ended up being, I think I then was like, okay, right, I need to pack on some muscle. And I think I'd read a few more things. And I was like, right. So then I started taking like these weight gainer shakes. I remember at one point, and some of you may have heard this as well. I was taking these things that were meant to accelerate fat loss. They were drips that you put under your tongue and they, they were apple flavored drops that you put under your tongue and you hold it under your tongue. Now I'm like, what an idiot. You hold it under your tongue for like 30 seconds before bed. <laughs> and I don't I even know. like someone sh- has just oh, sold you something. <laughs> They're they like, no way is this kid going to do this? Like, honestly, <laughs> like, so they sold me the dream of these weight loss, you know, this weight loss drips. Um, and I think then my thing was to become a PE teacher. That was where my journey was going at uni. And I taught primary school for a year. It was incredible, like teaching young kids, like really, like you're superhero. Like I was super Mr. Smith. Like I would walk into the classroom. I was the only guy in most of these primary schools. And the kids literally thought I was Superman. And it was incredible. And I then was meant to go back to uni and do secondary well, I had a bit of a bad experience on my last day of um, work experience at the secondary school. Some kid basically um, called me a rude word and I wasn't allowed to kick him out of my class. He had to stay in the class. So I asked the teacher, like, can you remove like little Tommy from my class? He's like being rude to me. And they were like, oh, Is we're Tommy not allowed to. Tommy bullying you? Huh? Is Tommy bullying you? It basically, mate. I was, I was literally <laughs> like, what is this? I wasn't allowed to remove him from the class because he always gets removed. So they were trying to not do that. Um, and I was like, you know what? And you know, when you have that like realization, I was like, I've literally got to spend the next like 50 years of my life doing this. Is this the job that I want to do? And I was like, nah. And I was like, I love fitness. I was like, I've just literally just dropped out and I started doing my personal trainers course. Got a job as a receptionist at the gym and then worked on from there. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much kind of similar to you. You know, I worked at the gym, really started being, you know, I was always interested in how you could change your body composition, you know, because I'd gone, like, I'd put on weight, I'd lost weight. Then I was looking at building muscle. I was really, it really interested me in how you could manipulate your body and how you could go from this to looking to this um, just via training and nutrition. And then the more I got really excited with like fat loss and like how you could just like, bring your physique over a period of time, like just through nutrition. And I learned more about nutrition and everything. And that's what kind of got me to building my own. Ryan Smith Fitness was the company back in the day. Used my name, didn't I? Of course I did. Um, Ryan Smith Fitness. And I had my nutritional program, which was basically me and you were doing the exact same things, but just as our own companies. And I think as we were going on, we realized that like 95% of our clientele was women. And that's kind of like how it worked. But I never looked into it more. You know, I'd started to learn. I was a little bit behind you, I think, in, in learning about that. And then we sat down and we, you, you know, Hayden approached me. We sat down for a coffee. I'm like, right, what do you want to do? Um, you know, I think we could really build something great here. We sing from the same hymn book. We've got, you know, the same kind of thoughts of everything we do. Like, do you want to put something together? So we did. And that formulated the online nutritional education. And then... The more I hung around with you, and I think you're what sparked my interest in females and physiology and everything, because your <laughs> your knowledge was incredible in it. And like as much people believing it, thinking that like I was the you know the go to menstrual cycle, like everything that I say, I reckon you know eighty percent of that I've learned from Hayden. I've heard it from first. Like I've now learned it through my own education, but I heard these things from you first, and it really kind of like opened my mind. And I think you were super interested in it. And then your passion, like, like basically like overwhelmed me. And I was like, man, this kid's passion for like the female physiology and you were explaining the differences. And I was like, I never knew this stuff. And then that was it. Like 
I was getting books. I was reading books. I was watching videos, like reading all the time about like women's cycles and just learning more about the women physiology. And still today, like it blows my mind how different women are, but also not only how different women are, how much the differences impact your weight loss journey, not only physiological, but psychologically as well. And now to me, and I don't mean this to any kind of like personal trainers or other people that listen to this, but like, if you don't acknowledge that fact and acknowledge the differences in men and women and don't make adjustments to what you're doing nutrition wise for your female clients compared to your male clients, then you are not doing your job. You're doing a massive disservice. Yeah, it's a massive disservice because I didn't like there was once upon a time when I didn't, you know, I've cut carbs taken pills sat in lecture sweating like we've made all the mistakes you have but coming out the other side realizing that like it is just a whole different ball game for women but you know i would just think that they were just hungry i would never even talk about the menstrual cycle you'd never talk about periods would you like it was only since hanging around with you and i was like ah. and i started to talk more to my clients about it and at first they used to get the ick they'd be like oh i can't believe we're talking about periods right now and i'm like i need to know this stuff like if you're like mm. and i i'd I was doing it subconsciously. Like I had two clients that got like debilitating PMS symptoms. Like she would have to cancel her session sometimes or sometimes she'd want to come to the session, but we would have to make it so simple. Like because she'd have cramps, she couldn't lift too heavy. Like her balance was off, her function, her focus, her motivation. Like we would just adjust the session. So I was experiencing these things, but not firsthand, if that made sense. Like I didn't have any massive knowledge at this point when I first started but I just started to learn like okay my clients when she's on her period we need to adapt her training just support because she can't push herself as much because she does get really bad PMS symptoms now I know why that happened how it happened down to the hormonal and physiological level at the time I was just taking it into consideration because of how she was feeling and the feedback that she'd give me and I think yeah going on from there you know that we learn and understood now that it's such a massive important thing with regards to you know your weight loss journey 99% of the things you're struggling with is because you're not understanding that it's your physiology that's causing this you know you're assuming that as a woman you're one plus one is two mm, for men maybe that might be true for you it's not it's like one plus six minus seven divided by three equals two and then you're like <laughs> oh mate how does this work and that's what I think the difference is. And it's, it's then empowering, isn't it? I think, you know, it now empowers women once they understand these things to actually be able to take control and ownership rather than feeling like they're owned by whatever it is they're doing. We're now able to empower them to actually like take ownership themselves. Well, this kind of like leads nicely into like one of the biggest questions that we get asked all the time is, you know, why females? Like what, what got you into working with females? And Ryan's kind of given his, the start of the journey there when he was saying that he started to notice little things about how people were getting affected or how his female clients were getting affected through the, through the month. Now, yeah. I had my, with my real first, um, kind of before and after picture like it was out of this world like this woman dropped 28 kilos like she dropped an awful amount in a pretty quick in a pretty quick time and it was all very 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 sustainable there's no like crash dieting or anything like that and i thought i had cracked the code i thought that's it like can you hear that <laughs> selfish it's the, selfish. Uh, it's animal stacks they're coming to arrest you for reporting <laughs> products for not working <laughs> they've seen it um but yeah i, I got this like kind of an incredible uh, transformation and i thought i'd crack the code i thought this was it and it was obviously a female and that got me a lot of traction with female clients so i might have at this time being like i was training a handful of people like maybe half men half women and then this client got this incredible transformation. It went online and it kind of went like, I don't really, um, in like our catchment area, it kind of went like semi-viral. And mm -hmm. within like 24 hours of us posting it on our Facebook page, I, we were getting like inquiry after inquiry, like every single, like every half an hour, like people were just jumping into, and this is like the very early days of Facebook. Um, and people were just jumping into our, our Facebook page asking about, like, inquiring about how they 
can can get coached. And then obviously it all got pushed to me because I was the um, one that coached this lady. And I was like, bring it on, let's do this. So in a short space of time, I went from having maybe like eight clients to within almost, uh, no exaggeration, almost like three to four days, having like 30 to 40 clients like there willing to give me money, wanting to train with me because of this one um, former last picture. And back then as well, on Facebook, you used to be able to um, boost that. So we like got so much traction. We were like, like this is it. Like we can we can really boost this out. And we boosted the post and again, it got more and more and more traction. So within the space of like three days, like client full. And um, I always thought, right, it's going to be a simple case of copy and paste. And I would just be able to do this to every single client. They all get amazing results. And that was the very first moment where I realized over the course of the next like eight weeks that females are very, very, very different. And their female journey and the female journey is very, very different as well. And even like from the individual female, like it's still a very, very different journey on how they experience different changes, like hormonal changes and stuff like this. But at first, I'd obviously I just pure luck with this client in particular. I got the amazing transformation. She didn't have any additional hunger cues. Like it was all very easy. Her lifestyle was very chilled. Like she was um, semi-retired. Like she could come to the gym as much as she wanted. Like stress very, very low. Um, she was getting her meals like pre uh, one of those like companies that you can like get a bulk right. order of like pre-packed meals. And like every the whole process was so easy. So whereas I thought that I was the genius, I thought I was the one that cracked the code. In reality, there were so many other factors that like contributed more to her success than her turning up with me. Um, so when I started to find out that other women were struggling, like that was the first insight that I had. And I was like, well, what's going on here? Like this should be completely simple. And um, exactly like Ryan said, we started to find like through certain um, weeks that we were training, like their performance was dipping, Like their performance was dipping. They were like reporting to me. And this is where like, I wasn't even necessarily like working that much with the nutrition. It was more just the training. But my clients were saying at certain times of the month, I could see some patterns occurring here of like, I'm really, really like hungry all the time. I can't stick to my diet. Like I'm just overeating. But again, with the lack of knowledge I had at the time, it was, you need more motivation. Like just do it. Like just, <laughs> just do it. But we, yeah. Like now, if uh, I almost want to send them all a message now, it's like saying this, being like, I'm so sorry about that. Like, <laughs> knowing what I know now, that was but, terrible advice. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. And I think this is what you've got to remember, whatever it is in life, like, we all make mistakes. Me and Hayden didn't come out of our personal training and nutrition courses being like, yep, we know it all. We've got this. Let's go. Like, we've, we've made mistakes. We've thought carbs make you fat. We've stopped eating sugar. You know, we thought, I remember the first time I thought that protein shakes were like steroids. And if I took one, I was going to blow up and it didn't happen. I thought I need to get my money back. Like we've made all the mistakes and spent the money on getting the education to know what to do to save you guys the time doing it. Mm. Yeah, exactly that. So, um, yeah, that's what really got my uh, got my journey started. And I went through then a phase of like, you know, the next couple of months and stuff of, it was really years of like learning more and more and more. But again, as my knowledge started to increase further and further and further, and I could understand how um, like female physiology was working much, much um, more, I was then able to put that into their programming and stuff. But again, the more, this is the thing, like all of you will know here, like it doesn't even need to be from like a nutrition standpoint. It could be like any areas in your life, like, when you start to get more educated around a certain topic, you start to gain more interest in it. And then it starts to go through different um, kind of like rabbit holes with it. Now, I obviously then start to go more down the nutrition route. And because I think I'd always had that struggle with my own weight, it was kind of like a topic that I really wanted to get, you know, I wanted to be known as the person that was um, extremely educated um, for females in kind of like the fat loss world from a nutrition standpoint. So I've already started to diving in and all the education possible around like female physiology and how it relates to like hunger and all these kind of things. And 
the next stumbling block I fell into, and I, I had a really, real solid client base at this time. Like I was training 30 to 40 people consistently with a waiting list like every single uh, month. But there was, a, there was like a capping point. And even for those clients that I was um, coaching, I was still doing them a disservice. And I was doing them a disservice because at the end of the day, and I knew it, it was nutrition that they need to place more of their focus in rather than the training. But when you're a personal trainer and you are essentially like on the clock, like doing eight hour sessions every single day, like your hour is with that one client, like you are doing the best to serve that one client. And then when you've got back to back sessions from there, you haven't got time to re- be responding and checking people's meal plans and or not even meal plans, yeah. but like answering their questions and all of that. And I then started to fall down, and this is like kind of the story of getting in touch with Ryan, because I started to fall down more of the route of, um, like, I, I, I'm not helping my clients like I know I can. Like, I know there's a way that I can help them further. And then this is kind of like when we spoke to each other, we had this idea. And Ryan was exactly the same. Like he was training an awful lot of um, female clients as well. Incredible transformations that he had. And... Um, like very very educated as well at this point of like obviously when we had this conversation and I just knew like I I don't know why I just knew we had something that we I had because I had I had an idea and then I kind of brought the idea to Ryan and then the idea expanded like it wasn't like I'm sitting here and saying like this whole company's idea was me like it wasn't like I came to uh, Ryan saying about like what I wanted to do and then Ryan expanded it. And then it, it is literally like everything just molded together perfectly. Mm. And we knew that we wanted to create this platform. We wanted to create this um, company where not only will you get incredible fat loss results, but you are getting educated through the whole process. And you're becoming so supremely confident on the hows and whys of, like, of your success that we are empowering you to then go and continue your own transformation process and maintain your results for life. But we knew there had to be some kind of education element to it. And we couldn't do that by training clients one-to-one. We had to create something different. We had to create a new platform. And this is kind of where it all came around. We created this platform and um, that's how the online nutritional education started. Now, I don't know, Ryan, if you just wanted to touch into a little bit of like, the biggest difference that we saw, so we sat down and we were like, we knew why we were different, but we didn't know how to put into words how we were different. And we saw all these, like, um, everyone's been to Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Herbalife, all of those dieting com- companies. But we wanted something different. We wanted to create something different. And we were realising, and our, Ryan, I'll let Ryan explain this, but we were kind of realising that we were the A to Z and everyone else was the A to B. So I don't know if you just wanted to kind of touch up in what I'm kind of mean by that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I think it's worth the note as to as to what it was, is that there's also like a little side note, which I love as to why we work with women as well. Is because like I said earlier, like you can get you to you like you know from a parent as to why you are like your mom or your dad, one of them has had weight problems, which is where you picked it up on up from. Now, women are really good at sharing stuff. I did my uh, dissertation at uni on childhood obesity and realized that PE actually doesn't really do anything. There's not enough vigorous activity. There's no real interest in nutrition. You know, kids don't get taught about food at school, which is such a shame. And I think it's something that, you know, uh, I, I, do you know I, I don't know if I told you this, Hayden. Some primary school teacher, this is a new for the first, for the listeners as well. A primary school teacher has been using some of my posts and TikToks to help educate her kids on nutrition. That's incredible. That is Which is amazing. amazing. And this is why also it's something that's really powerful with women is because women are like the hub of the home. If we can help educate women, it's going to then help spread to kids. And you know what? It then helps spread other people. Women are very good about spreading the word. So not only are we allowed to help one person, it usually means that me and Hayden are able to help like three or four because they help friends lose weight, family lose weight, but they also help kids get a better start and a better chance of actually managing their weight loss and nutrition throughout their life. You know, if you can teach the mum how to go about nutrition, teach her the fundamentals of it and, uh, you know, instill good healthy habits, the kids will pick up on this. You know, if you're listening now, your kids, they watch what you do. 
Me and Hayden have both been there. We pick things up from our parents. We have habits. This is where they all come from. You guys listen to this now. You probably can listen and think, yeah, I definitely, you know, my, and I, the amount of times I've heard this is that, you know, my mum took me to like Slimming World or Weight Watchers when I was like 10. And I'm like, wow, like your mum had to take you to a weight loss club when you were 10 years old. Like you're, you're as a parent, like you're very much like, a your, your kids model you so it's like if you can get some good healthy habits and a good healthy uh, eating regime around food your kids will just pick that up and then they'll take that through with the rest of their life and this is where we're kind of talking about the a to z is that like we realize that the dieting industry unfortunately only gives you the a to b they give you what you want not what you need you want weight loss the nutrition industry at the moment or diet industry they give you the answer to your problem. The problem is an overconsumption in calories. They therefore get you to consume less calories. It, you all listening are like, yeah, well, that's the whole point, Ryan. That's a calorie deficit. You talk about it all the time. That makes <laughs> sense. Yes. But there's so much more to that. You've got to address the cause. Why are you overconsuming on calories? And this is what we looked in, look into. You know, we look at the cause of the problem, not just the problem. You know, we yes, we need to get you consuming less calories to elicit fat loss. Otherwise, as I always say to everyone that's spoken to me on the phone, it's like putting sticky tape on a leaky tap. You are only actually addressing the problem, not the cause. Problem is, is you leave the house, that tap starts to leak again through the sticky tape. You cause more damage than you first had in the first place. Someone said it the other day, I've managed to diet myself fat. She said that I actually wish I could go back to when I first ever tried to start dieting um, and be back there again because I've got a bad relationship with food, bad relationship with the scales, and I'm even further away from my goal. And this is what we want to do. Is not only address the problem, but address the cause. Give you what you need to actually create this long-term sustainable change so you get the results not just for 12 weeks, but you get the results forever. And I think this is why we also delve into the mindset stuff, which is I know what a lot of women love that we talk about because mindset is such a huge thing. You know, motivation. How many times have you thought that you need more motivation? You'll find out that you don't need more motivation. There's other things as to why. You know, when have you thought that you've just not got enough self-discipline Maybe you've got a really bad relationship with the scales. You self-sabotage, or maybe it's your fear of failure. These things are all what create this longevity. And that's where over time we've developed the academy to not only be about the nutrition, but also be about the mindset issues that we face and really give you, like Hayden said, that A to Z. You know, the A to Z is so important. We want to create a solution to the cause. You know, find out why it is that you are in that situation and overcome it. Because until you do that, you won't be successful long term. Mm. that is the premise yeah and and that's so important and there's so there's so much more we could say on that but like you like literally perfectly summed that up of you know why we why we see ourselves as doing something different um and kind of i guess the legacy of what we want to leave into the nutritional industry so you know what like when you like we hear it every single day of women like thinking that they're broken, thinking that they're just meant to be overweight, mm -hmm. but it's just not the case. Like there's yeah. like so many factors into like why even you're thinking that to um, like your current actual habit behaviors that are, are providing you that outcome. And by us diving into those things and getting you educated around those topics, like empowers you to be able to make those like changes as well. Like whether you work with us or not, whether you come inside the academy, and this is like what our goal is of this podcast, which I guess falls quite nicely into our goal of creating this podcast, is to give you this information to be able to come self so self sufficient that you can actually see change happening for once in your life. Like this isn't it isn't one of these like um, thirty pounds in thirty days like. We're not gonna. We're not gonna like guarantee you your your fat loss here. Like if you follow our education, if you follow the things that we're gonna be talking about, like you will get so many like aha moments, so many light bulb mm. moments that will like run true to you and um, be able to give you the, the transformation that you seek. Like well, the the one example that I can think of is um, one of the ladies that did come inside the academy. It's like I can remember the conversation so well now of her saying she was like in tears, like on a coaching call. She was like literally in tears, and she was like, "Like, like you will never know what you have done for me." And I guess it's just a little like self plug for both of us. But it was like she was like, "I have my whole life thought I was broken, 
I thought my cravings were something that was so abnormal that I was literally just meant to be overweight my whole life. But as soon as you broke down to me exactly why at certain months that I was getting these cravings and why I was overeating and you were able to give me solutions to my problems, it literally changed. And what happened uh, yesterday, Ryan? Or was it yesterday or the day before? She messaged us telling us that she is going to school to become a dietitian. Like, I cannot tell, like, that hit, that hit me in the heart so, mm. so much. Like, we have given someone education, like enough education to be able to feel confident enough now in their own body and to be able to pay it for, um, forward, like, further is, mm. like, I literally see it. We've helped one person who can then go and help hundreds, if not thousands of other people. And it's like, yeah. that for me is like just the biggest victory of them all. Yeah. And that's it. Like, you know, we're not this kind of like, you know, a lot of people will work with coaches and other like trainers and they keep the information from you. You know, they just want to do their job. They want to sound smart. They're going to get you to your goals, but they don't teach you anything. And it's like, well, that's great. But the only reason you got the results was because of the method. If the method was just being spoon fed and meal plan then you're only going to keep those results the whole, t- whole time you're being spoon-fed a meal plan. If you mm-hmm. understand, you learn about nutrition, you learn about your metabolism, the menstrual cycle, how these things interchange throughout your month to make your life easier, you understand about you know your dieting environment, all these different things like habits, that is when you're going to be able to take it away with you long-term. You know, I always say we see ourselves as educators and facilitators of your journey. We're going to educate you into the real fundamentals of weight loss and change so that you can become self-sufficient. And this is what we're looking to get out of the podcast, you know, educate and give you guys the best chance at long-term success. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, there was one last thing that I was going to mention there um, while you're talking about that. And another thing that just popped up was, was that, is what you just said then, like it was, was, was perfect of like, you know, you can easily go online, get a meal template, follow it and get amazing results. It's just like the whole thing with carbohydrates. Now, I'm sure a listener on here will, will be able to resonate with this, but they have cut out carbohydrates and they have, now have this confirmation bias that it was the elimination of the carbohydrates that you know led them to lose weight. They then draw this conclusion that carbohydrates make you fat. But if we then mm-hmm. look into, and by we giving this information and saying, do you know what, okay, well, what foods contain carbohydrates? And then like uh, sweets, chocolate, pizza, pretty much every single takeaway. Well, you have just eliminated a humongous portion of calories. It's not the fact that the carbohydrates were making you overweight. It was the overconsumption of calories that was what making you gain weight. And it's just like some small golden like information like that. And for you to be able to put your ego aside and actually be like, Actually, do you know what? Like, it was the overconsumption calories. Like, it wasn't the carbohydrates. And you being able to take that knowledge, and then for someone that actually has been cutting out carbohydrates their whole life, and then reintroduce it into their life, because actually, do you know what? Most the like most nice foods in life are pretty much carbohydrate based. And you to be for you to be able to introduce those foods back into your diet and still have calorie control. What a better way of living. And this is yeah. kind of like just like the, just a snippet there of like the information that we want to provide you. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're going to be it's it's not just going to be full on um, education from myself and Ryan throughout these podcasts. Like we are going to be giving like each um, podcast is going to have a theme um, to be able to educate you further. But we're also going to bring on other guests onto the podcast, talk about yeah, their yeah. own personal journeys. Um, potential journeys that they have working with people as well but you're going to be yeah. getting loads and loads of different insights so it's uh i'm pumped yeah well look i mean it's a pretty interesting first episode you guys got to know a little bit more about us about the background and as we go on i think through the weeks and months um you're going to be learning so much more you know not only learning with regards to education but hearing some real insights i think through people that are you know a lot of people that you probably follow on social media um, who've gone through their own journeys and talk about the typical struggles and how they overcome them, how perhaps we would give some other advice to them if they were trying to overcome it now. So just to give you guys as much kind of like value as possible and to kind of get some, you know, some aha moments, some light bulb moments, but also some, 
you know, relatable things, you know, something that you guys can relate to and take away. You know, if you guys can take one thing away from every podcast, I think that's a job well done, Hayden. I don't know about you. Yeah, 100%. And um, just again, a little plug here, like our, um, our currency for doing this is you subscribing to the podcast. So mm. make sure you are subscribing to the podcast, you're subscribing to the YouTube channel if you're watching it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You are following me on Instagram because I'm an upcoming influencer. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, guys. Don't forget, like, we're doing this out of love. So if you can subscribe, give us a like, share it. Every time you're listening to us, you know, on your phone, share us on your stories, tag us in it. We'll be sure to say you to our stories as well. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed the first episode and we will see you next week and if you you did listen to this episode then drop me a hashtag recipe book to my dm on instagram and i'll get your free recipe book for being some of the first listeners to the furry first podcast how's that for a fair deal i think that's pretty good to be honest yeah man well look we'll see you in the next episode take care team see you in a bit